Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about the state of the cybersecurity market in 2018, and it's my pleasure to be speaking again with Alberto Yepes. He's the co-founder and managing director of Trident Capital Cybersecurity. Alberto, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me and being here again. As we sit here now at the start of 2018, I believe there are upwards of 3,000 cybersecurity companies in the world. So my question for you as an investor in this marketplace, how can this growth continue? As we discussed before, you know, cybersecurity innovation comes with the shifts of technology. And the rate of innovation as our lives continue to become more digital, and the way we learn, the way we interact, the way we transact, there will always be new technologies, VR, you know, we talk about IoT, the connected car. Oftentimes, the established companies are not the ones coming up with the new ideas, the new products. So we will see that continued growth of new innovative companies coming out to market. That doesn't mean that 3,000 companies are going to be successful. Less than 10% of those companies will probably make it. But uh, it's the rate of innovation in cybersecurity is directly correlated to the innovation in, in the broader innovation in technology in our industry. When I speak with people like you, I often like to ask, what are the security threats that most concern you? You know, I, I, don't, I don't think we, we know them yet. What most concerns me is the underinvestment in that whole area. The typical equipment that sits in a industrial, let's look a power plant or a manufacturing facility. It's not the typical IBM platform or the, uh, you know, Oracle platform. It's the platforms that, or equipment that has been built maybe 30, 40, 50 years ago, nonstop. They're, they're built by industrial companies like, you know, Bosch, Siemens, Mitsubishi, you name it, um, General Electric. And some of them, and most of them actually were not meant to be interconnected. Given that now we're trying to interconnect and try to put the internet to connect everything and try to gain visibility of how these machines are, are performing, collect telemetry, and try to be proact do proactive maintenance, as we converge the world of IT and, and operational technologies, we are beginning to introduce some new threats and new ways in which people are going to try to gain unauthorized access on the control of the machines, on how these machines perform, having a stop production, you know, you saw what happened, you know, in Iran with that uh, nuclear centrifuge. We, we keep on hearing how uh, some state sponsor attacks when they want to try to take over a country in Crimea and so on. That you, they can stop and, and, and bring the whole infrastructure of a city down and electricity. But actually, just let's, let's talk about an example close to home. You know, I live in San Francisco. Many of us go to Black Hat to Las Vegas. Imagine being in a casino. Imagine if the air condition gets shut down. Imagine you've been in the middle of the casino playing blackjack or, or whatever it is and the lights go down. Imagine your 5,000 rooms, you know, the water stops. You can create chaos. And all these are equipments that are not controlled by typical IT platforms. So the number of attacks are such that, you know, you can create havoc in, even in a 
place where people come together like a casino, a place that's generating energy to, to power a whole city, or a place where you're trying to do productions of whether it's electricity, cars, or whatever it is. So the general threats, I think we don't know them yet. It, I wish I can tell you this is it. But I think over the next year, we're going to be probably become more and more aware of the real exposure that we have. It's the, the fact that these new platforms were never built to be interconnected, and, and many of them were not built with cybersecurity in mind. So I would not pinpoint a specific threat. Is the fact that the general exposure in the attack surface is what is the most concerning. And eventually we're going to try to figure out, yes, it's more in point, it's more the you know, trying to gain the visibility. I think it will be a similar evolution as the IT market. There will be visibility, blocking, you know, remediation. I think we we see that cycle of innovation that is going to begin, and, and there are certain things that are going to have in certain areas that become more of a priority. We've talked an awful lot in the past year about artificial intelligence, behavioral analytics, machine learning, what are some of the technology solutions that most encourage you? So let's try to discuss semantics and definitions. Artificial intelligence, you know, machine learning, deep learning, what is it? It's basically trying to aggregate data and gain insight. It's more about if there's a repetitive task that I understand or an establish a baseline, I can use that for automation. If this happens, I can do that. Therefore, I think that we already seen some examples of how machine learning and artificial intelligence is being used in the cybersecurity industry to handle the thousands of alerts that are coming in. So we probably talked about maybe a year, two years ago, how security automation is becoming more and more important because of the shortage of security professionals. So we're beginning to see, because data is becoming more prevalent, storage is becoming a lot more affordable. Now you have the cloud, you don't have to store that. Therefore, because of the technology enablement, now you're able to, to go through a lot of data, parse through a lot of data, and we're using machine learning and artificial intelligence to help security automation, security orchestration. But I think what it becomes really, really interesting is when you start creating these modeling, and you use behavioral modeling as an example, as you start understanding behavior, you can anticipate the type of attacks, or when you see something anomalous, you can say, wow, I need to create, for lack of a better word, a signature. If we see this again, then I see a new way of attacking. So I think it is perhaps one of the most important, I wouldn't say innovations, but one of the most important facts that uh, in the cybersecurity industry that will help us deal with not only automation, with bridging the gap on the shortage of uh, cybersecurity professionals. The areas that I'm most excited about are two. One is information sharing, right? How do you use all this information that you can be correlating among a specific industry sector, whether it's banks or utility companies, and as they see anomalous uh, behavior, you can compare almost in machine speed in real time are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? And therefore, I can say we're being attacked. So effectively, the ISACs, you know, the financial services information sharing community or the retail or the, or the utilities, as they're trying to see in, in the, the mode of attacks, they can in quasi real time 
really identify this anomalous behavior and try to compare immediately. So if we can somehow use big data, automation machine learning, and the fact that we can try to do compare and try to create these uh, close sharing communities that in, in real time try to share this information, we will get to a different level to really try to prevent general attacks against our critical infrastructure. So that's one area that I'm very excited about the use of big data and analytics and behavioral model. The other area that is, I'm, I'm most excited about is how do you determine risk? So many of the chief information security officers are always told by their board, are we secure? And it's kind of blank stares is, yeah, but I think so. They cannot say 100%, right? But the thing is, risk scoring would be a derivative of the fact that we have a number of data coming from a lot of these sensors that we have in the endpoint and in industrial controls in, in in the data center and try to correlate it and try to make sense out of it so risk scoring is going to become more important to say okay are we under investing are we investing at a certain level so that we can feel like we're protected so it's going to help us with not only risk scoring and try to see the level of investment that different companies are going to have depending on the risk posture they want to have, but this is going to have a direct impact on our on the cyber insurance business. Cyber insurance is going to become is increasingly more and more important because, as you know, you know when when we're driving a car, we feel comfortable when we have. Uh, you know, our car insurance and in states like California demand that you have to have insurance. So now the same thing. I think cyber insurance is more optional. And now as we have, we get better at, 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 at providing risk metrics and understanding risk posture, that's an area where I think big data, behavioral modeling, and so on will become extremely important for our industry. Alberto, you're in the uh, unique position that you get to put your money where your mouth is. What are the investments you're most bullish on right now in cybersecurity? In in our portfolio, I'm excited about all of them. So it's like you're asking a, a parent, which who, who's your favorite child? So all of them. So just to put it in perspective. But the ones that are more, I would say, getting the some of the best reactions in, 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 in the industry are IronNet cybersecurity. IronNet, just to remind you, was started by the General Keith Alexander, who was the director of the NSA and the first commander of the U.S. Cyber Command. He brought in a team that worked with him in both in the agency and the command and really tried to apply the knowledge and the scale of problems that we're trying to solve in, in, in government into the commercial sector. So like any company, like any entrepreneur, started working with a lot of early adopters of technology and says, I'm going to try to create a commercial offering of what the, the agencies uh, were trying to do. And because of where the technology has evolved, he was trying to solve that problem with technology that was 20, 15 years old. Now with cloud, with micro with all these faster networks and a lot of data processing, now he's able to create a commercial offering to 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 really operational these sharing communities. So RNS Cybersecurity is a company that is trying to, that is using, no, not trying, that is using behavioral modeling that is not just coming from, from our the IT industry, but from medical research, cancer, you know, research mutations and everything else 
to really try to anticipate uh, attacks by looking in processing large, very large amounts of data and identifying these anomalous behaviors and not only immediately alert the appropriate people, you know, with high level of accuracy, but more importantly, creating these iron dome. So an iron dome is a collection of companies that are instrumented by iron net, iron gates. They basically are able to share this information in real time. I'm really excited about it because this was a bold vision that was articulated by the team when they left the agency and, and government, and, and we have inserted a lot of commercial DNA into the team, and now they're really operationalizing this vision and have some of the most exciting and more early adopters of technology that are helping them design the product and actually put them in place. And so it's a very exciting investment. The other one that uh, is how do you use the, the art of deception in, in, in war and to be able to catch the adversary? Because, you know, we are putting so many sensors, we're putting all these, you know, uh, visibility products, but we oftentimes look for signatures and things like that. So for a long time, we've been monitoring honeypots and how do you catch the adversary and put them in, in a segment of your network that is not going to... It's not really going to affect you. But now, with the art of deception and with where the technology is, you can project a lot of these assets in your network that are not real. You can actually project deceptive identities. And you can create, say, this is the identity of the administrator of the credit card server. And so the attackers come in. They think they're getting into the server. They think they're getting compromised, this identity. And so it's like you're you're in a hollow mirror. So you're observing how the attacker is coming in. What tools are they using? And you can really, really now have firsthand understand how you can defend yourself and, or how you would actually prevent certain attacks. So uh, one of our most recent investments is a company called Ativo Networks, where really they were really looking into how do I get primary, I wouldn't say research, but fact factual to see how uh, people are attacking you and how can you prevent these attacks by, you know, routing these to certain areas where your network are not going to affect you. But just the the fact that you can get firsthand understanding on how, who's attacking you, how they're attacking, what tools they're using, is very exciting. And, and actually it's demonstrated with the growth. The company is on like 500% over, over the last year. So it's an area where a lot of people are not using it yet. They were skeptical. They're sitting in the sidelines. But I think the, the tremendous growth of the area is actually something that is, uh, is very exciting and, and we're learning a lot. As you look at 2018, how do you see this marketplace evolving? I think we need to address as an industry the shortage of cybersecurity professionals. The reality is the gap is going to increase. It's going to get wider. Of course, we need to invest in education. We need to in curricula. We need to invest in technologies that are easy to use, easy to deploy, integrated, all you know, cloud deliver and so on. So, but that's the things that we can tactically do. But I would say that that in 2018, we're going to see, and it's often you know a reaction of what, what, what you think is going to happen. I think there's going to be a reality that the critical infrastructure protection attacks are going to become more real, especially we have some global events that we're preparing for. You know, we have, you know, 
Korea, we have Japan 2020. There's a lot of investments that we're seeing in critical infrastructure and in the U.S. and the current government is investing a lot in protecting critical infrastructure. We'll see a lot of investment in that area. So that's one area. The second area is we all talk about the deep web, the dark web, and how information is freely traded there and all that. That threat is real. We have companies, in, in one company in, in particular, that monitors the activity of the deep web and the dark web, but more specifically on the identities. How are these identities being compromised? How are these companies' identities are being freely traded? And they're being used. You don't need to be sophisticated to attack. You have your, your na- username and password, and you go attacking and using that with tools that allows you to go into against banks and different things, you can just get in because it's your, you're getting an authorized access. If I have your name and password that you use all the time and I look where you live and see where you're trying to, I, I may get an authorized access to your account and I don't need to be that sophisticated. So I, I would say that the awareness of the exposure in the deep web and dark web is going to become increasingly more and more important. You're seeing companies like LifeLock, TransUnion, uh, Identity are in the consumer level, but there are other companies that are beginning to say, let's pay attention to this whole area that we haven't even begun understanding of what are the implications. You can actually prevent because if you know this has been compromised, you can say, oh, let me change these and, and, and it's not going to happen, even at, at, the, at the company level, because many people go attack and try to, through, through human engineering, they can actually get into, into places where in the circle of trust that the executives or individuals have to just create vulgar situations where you ask people to transfer money or just make transactions you're not allowed to. So the deep web and the dark web is going to become increasingly more and more important. So the other thing, obviously, since you, we started the discussion that there were 3,000 cybersecurity companies, we'll see many of those companies not make it. We'll see increased consolidation. With some of the tax laws in the U.S., many companies are going to be treasury-rich, cash-rich. Therefore, they're going to be able to use that cash to buy innovation. So I will see, we will see an increased growth of cybersecurity M&A transactions where larger companies are going to probably smaller just because they, they, are, they are driving innovation, they're buying innovation, but also trying to provide more unified offerings. The MSSP, the MSSP, service security provider will become the preferred channel in consumption for companies that don't have those security professionals because it's hard to recruit them and retain them. So you'll see an evolution more towards integrated solutions and being consumed by managed providers, managed managed service providers. So I think that's what we're going to see in 2018. Alberto, I always appreciate your time and your insight. Thanks so much. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Look forward to continuing the dialogue in one of your future events. Thank you for what you do for our industry. We've been talking about the state of the cybersecurity market in 2018. I've been speaking with Alberto Yepes, co-founder and managing director of Trident Capital Cybersecurity. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.